and welcome to In Conversation with BitMax. This is BitMax's podcast discussing issues with content owners and independent movie producers. Before we start this episode, here's a bit of background about BitMax. BitMax is a leader in digital media management with decades of expertise supporting leading content owners and digital distributors. Our teams across the US and UK are made up of dedicated professionals from all facets of the digital content supply chain. We know how to transform content and metadata into monetizable assets that get it in front of viewers on every consumer platform and in every territory. So good afternoon to Relentless Films. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, the podcast is called In Conversation with Bitmax. So this will be In Conversation with Bitmax and Relentless Films. Uh, this is for the pair of you, really. Just to start with, always like to start in a nice, friendly way. So you're both on a desert island with your uh, DVD, portable DVD player, with your batteries, and you've got one film to watch on the, on your desert island, and it can't be cast away. All right. Uh-huh. What, what, what do you What do you think you're going to go for for that film that's going to keep you going until a boat comes around to pick you up? What, uh-huh. What's your feeling? You can, it be something, like, uh, can it be something like instructional? Is there some you can, film that you, like, hey, uh, whatever shows you like, how to cut fish or whatever you need to do? <laughs> how to build a boat? <laughs> I, I think you can say Jamie Oliver's fish cookery for a second there or something. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, do, do we have a film uh, that you fancy? Something, or, you know, it's got to be something long. It's got to be something long. really long and, and, you know, with multiple parts. Maybe probably not in Russian, but uh, you know something like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I would. I mean, you know, even go with the classics. Go with something like Apocalypse Now. That's a good okay. two and a half hours. Yeah, with the, just, the Redux you edition. Just took mine. You just took oh, mine. You That's exactly what I was going to say. Because for me, actually, uh, growing up, one of the films that really kind of uh, you know films that kind of defined me weirdly was sort of like Empire Strikes Back, Karate mm. Kid, and uh, and Apocalypse Now were probably like three films I watched when I was quite young that that really kind of. Uh, you know, just sh- like really stood with me. Like I remember Empire Strikes Back going into the cinema and being uh, being in the cinema and just being completely blown away. And Karate Kid was just something like, you know, I then did wax on, wax off for the next yeah, two yeah. years of my life. But Apocalypse Now was the first film, maybe as I was just sort of entering my teen years, that it really kind of like really made me think and my brain kind of exploded. So that would be one of those because it's very long, but it's just, I think you can watch it over and over and over again and get something different out of it. Um, so yeah, I probably would go Apocalypse well, Now. That's a little perfect bit. then. All right, that's my that's my desert island uh, <laughs> question. Just to get us all get, yeah, get us all nice and talking. Right, so let's talk Relentless films. Let's talk about Ashens. Um, you know, how did Relentless start? You know, let's 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 go from there to begin with. You know, where did yeah. Relentless films? You know, where was it born? Yeah. Okay. Well, so just to introduce myself, start with, so I'm Ria Barmania. So I'm the uh, co-writer, director, and producer of um, Ashens in the Polybius Heist. I'm also the co-owner of Relentless Films. Linton, I'll let you introduce yourself too. Uh, so yeah, I'm Linton. I uh, co-produced the film and uh, also edited the film, actually. So yes. there you go. Um, so yeah, so Relentless Films, I mean, I guess it's the, the genesis of this film is it's like quite a long story. So hopefully I'll try to <laughs> make it a little bit brief. How long have you got? Yeah. 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 So originally, th- this is actually a sequel to a film called Ashens and the Quest for the Game Child. So uh, about seven, eight years ago, I was working for a company called Channel Flip that is now defunct, but was kind of on the cutting edge of digital content back in the day. <clears throat> 
when people are starting to understand like the power of social media influencers and those branded content and that sort of stuff. Um, so the, some of the stuff that we were doing seven, eight years ago was like really quite, it was quite innovative and I think actually quite groundbreaking, particularly in the UK and I think sort of worldwide in terms of, at least in terms of US, UK. Um, we've done a, uh, a branded content piece called The Proxy with a YouTuber called Stuart Ashton or Ashens as he's known. And it had done really well. And it was like, a web series, 10-part web series, very very sci-fi, J.J. Abrams kind of thing. They've done really well. And then uh, about a year later, Google at the time by YouTube were actually funding original content. So this was about 2012. And it's strange, it was kind of a precursor to sort of what the Netflixes and, and that started doing too. So they, they funded a bunch of channels around the world. They gave them a certain amount of money to make original content. So we we created a couple channels. One was an animation channel called Hoo-Ha and one was called The Multiverse, which was a science fiction fantasy kind of paranormal channel. And Stuart, Stuart Ashen um, from The Proxy approached me one day at a summer party um, for a channel flip and it said... Uh, I want to make a movie. And I'm like, oh, he said, I have an idea. And I said, well, what, what is it? And he said, oh, it's like where I go searching for this um, thing called the Game Child, which is a Game Boy ripoff. And I'm like, well, you know, is it kind of a road trip movie? And it could be. And I'm like, okay, well, I could make that. I think I could make that. <laughs> so it's very like, th- so it is very geeky. Like it yeah, is like yeah. our audience is very much Comic-Con. And off of the back of that, we took some of that money that we got from the company channel Flip got from YouTube to fund it. And we also crowdfunded it. And then we were gonna we we made it and my background was actually independent feature film so I had had a film uh, come out a couple of years before that I was a co-writer on and so I basically approached it as I would any kind of film so his budget was about a hundred thousand pounds um, yeah. and but I brought in my crew my 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 independent feature crew and uh, you know shot on a on a, on a good proper camera. Um, and yeah, we released it as a full what was it, eighty-seven minute film. And at the time, people were like, "Well, you can't release, you don't do that on YouTube. You can't release a full. Film. You're going to break it up in ten, you know, ten parts, ten minute parts." Um, yeah. And Linton was the editor on that one as well too. Oh, okay. So it was our first. It was, it was our first. Uh, we'd worked before on some of the other projects, but it was our first big project together. Um, but we did it. But it was just fun and geeky and inspired by the films that we watched. I watched in the '80s, and Linton knows a lot of them as well too. Ooh. And then it did really well. Like the first weekend, we had something like 300,000 views, which is kind of unheard of. And we could see, you know, the great thing about YouTube, you could see the watch time. So you could see people were watching the entire thing. And it just kind of grew and grew from there. And we just thought that was it. Okay, well, you know, it's been really great. But then Mm. people, you know, over the years were like, are you going to make a sequel? Are you going to make a sequel? And then uh, the Game Child in the end got to about 1.5 million views, um, you know, people watching. So it's, you know, this is the thing about, and in a way, this is like five years ago before people were really watching streaming content. So you have to understand in the scope of it, people were like, well, it's it's, it's an online film. But now if you say it's an online film, every film is an online film, right? (laughs) So, but at the time it was quite a, it was kind of derogatory kind of term to say. Oh yeah, people, you know. The niche. they were, they, you know, they'd just like stick our no- stick their noses up at us a little bit, you know. They'd say, oh, it's, you know, it's just a YouTube video kind of thing. Yeah. You're rebels almost in the, uh, in the uh, film <laughs> yeah. world. Yeah. And, and, then, and then from that, and then we sort of started talking to some people and we then, actually about 2015, we had a company really interested in the sequel. The idea of that, you know, part of the appeal is that you actually have a built-in audience, right? Yeah. And, you know, we can talk about separately about YouTube films, but yeah. like for us, we're just making good films. They just happen to have YouTubers that are uh, um, who are actors and are, are good. And then we almost went into production in 2016 um, and we found another company with finance and then we were six weeks away from production and um, hired a bunch of crew. People had given up other work mm. and then we got a call from the financiers saying, 
Uh, sorry, the money's fallen oh, through. No. Um, so we were devastated. Ooh. And I, I've, the story was, I actually was so dazed. I started walking around the roads around the building and I almost got hit by a car, um, which oh, was nice. great. Yeah. And then oh. um, from there, it then took us. So Stuart, Stuart and I, who's the, the lead in the film and the, mm. the co-writer and producer, um, we didn't own the right. He, he owned half of the rights and okay. the other half belonged to this company. Channel Flip, which was owned by Shine, and then Shine merged with Endemol, and you know, and then it was a whole process of getting those rights back, and then we finally did get those rights back, and then we then trying to find some financing for it, and we had a lot of people interested, but it just it's a really hard. People just don't understand the model that you're selling to an audience that's there, you know. Yeah. Um, even though you can put them in front and say, you know, I have an active audience. Um, but anyway, so we ended up crowdfunding again and we crowdfunded most of that money. So off the back of that, Stuart and I created this, this company called Relentless Films. And the wow. reason we called it Relentless Films is because, and, and Linton will attest to, is that you, <laughs> you have to be relentless you to did. keep going. We just, I, we, could, we could talk for hours oh. about how many setbacks we've had along the way, yeah. um, how many you know wasted conversations and decks I've made to send to people. I think wow. I have about like 75 different decks. So we basically said, let's just do it ourselves. Let's yeah. just do it ourselves. Yeah. And that was about 2018. And then we just went from there. And then we went into production in 2019. Um, and then, uh, we were sort of almost getting close to the end of it, 2019, uh, sort of and beginning of 2020 and we we're going to post sound and then obviously COVID hit and then that yeah. delayed everything. So that's why the, the release, we were hoping to actually release at least six or seven months earlier, but right. COVID kicked in and there, yeah. I was in post sound and, you know, I was in the middle of ADR and had stuff booked, but all that just got put on hold. So yeah. And then it you know, released in November and then, you know, we just, yeah, we've just been watching, just managing that whole process now. Right. right? And just saying that, you know, the re- response has been really incredible. Reviews mm. have been great and it's been, you know, but it's been pretty much me, Linton and Stuart just carrying this on our back and doing it ourselves. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's part of the reason why we've actually found, found Bitmax as well too. That kind of, yeah, that I mean, how did that go? How did, how did you find, I don't think I've ever asked this question to you before. How how did you ever find how did you find bitmax how did they how did we suddenly come on your radar um so there's a guy who used to work at channel flip who'd done some 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 sort of brand work i think okay. with bitmax um and i can't remember exactly what the project was so he introduced me to i think one of the previous uh years commercial people yeah. that was about what was that linton about two years ago three years ago like oh 2018 or something oh like that God. yeah before yeah, the film ha- before before we'd started really? shooting, we were kind of at the start. I think we might have done the crowdfunding at that point, so we ha- we knew like, oh, this is happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we were like, okay, how do you know? We have to start thinking about how we distribute it, basically. Yeah. On the other side. Yeah, and and for us, I guess it's important to say like about how we've approached it. Like, you know, we are we we actually did speak to a couple other distributors um, yeah. in terms of traditional distributors who you know work. And, and then we kind of, you know, we looked at, we did a pricing breakdown of like the cut and the share that they take, because for us, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the marketing for us is built in, like we have an audience and a lot of it's so, you know, traditional marketing is you sort of take your cost off the top uh, distribution, sorry, the distribution yeah, yeah. Um, they, and, and those I know are at a premium. They're not, they're, there's not just, that's not just a flat cost. They, they build their margins into that. And then they take 25% or 20, 30% actually the two distributors I'd spoken to. And again, it's for, I can understand for films that maybe don't have an audience or can't get in touch with their audience. But for us, it's like, well, I can do one video via Stuart, our, our lead. And that gets in front of a hundred to 200,000 people. Um, 
So for us, you know, and, and being such a small company, it's, 30% is not an insignificant amount of money for us. Um, so yeah, and then I think we then, we sort of, then things went cold as we were trying to get the film made. Yeah, and yeah. then we, we came back to you, I guess, when was it, Linton, when we came back to you recently? Was it early, um, early 2020, was it, I think, possibly? Yeah, I think so. Is it? Oh, gosh, I can't even remember. It feels yeah. like this I mean, year. Like, I, I yeah. feel like you're my best friend. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's all a blur. I know. Yeah. So this year, and then things just started going from there. And I, yeah. and, you know, I think it's been a really good process for us working with you. Um, genuinely, like we've learned so much, and also it's just being a, it's the ownership is really important because you know, this is our project and we know it so well and to rely on other people to promote it, like on the marketing PR side and then how they're getting it out, how they're getting it out. It's been really good to say we, we we can kind of own the process start to finish. Um, and you know, we just learned a lot and, and, and and we're not just saying this, I think, you know, we've sent our thank you emails. You guys have been great in supporting us, like in terms of our project and what we want to achieve with it. Cause it's not, it is, um, it is quite a technical process to get, to get it out yes. there yeah. how, how did you find confirmed. that how did you find this technical <laughs> process of, of it's you know a confusing the and trailer the artwork and a confusing murky world yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. wow i mean i, 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 I mean, like to bring I mean, you into my world linton <laughs> <laughs> the world of metadata yes this is a sad world that i took the lead on uh and you know because we, you know we can be honest we hadn't really done that before so it was a whole thing was a learning process for us yeah. so it was you know we really did you know appreciate that you guys had a lot of patience and well, we had many, as you know, many, many questions. Mm. And um, well, we, we, I mean, you know, we often, we found it interesting, you know, there were lots of things that we could see that other films were able to do, but that we couldn't. And it was because Google, basically, and these other companies, they have like separate kind of deals that allow them access to different features that yes. they just don't let films like ours, which that we definitely found frustrating. Yeah. Um, and apart from that, it's okay. I mean, the amount of artwork that uh, iTunes and Apple asked for is uh, it's insane. It's just crazy, uh, isn't it? It is, it is just crazy. So, uh, so precise. Yeah. Just like this bit, little head, the head Happy. has to be in this exact part. And then you have to somehow fill the rest of the frame yeah. with something else. And it's just like, give me, yeah, a it huge headache. It <laughs> blows your mind. And, and, and of course, uh, we haven't released the film, uh, so it's like France or Germany or, or, the, or the, the different subtitles where, again, you would have your artwork would be completely different. You know, the, oh, you, you know, you'll translate it. I mean, do you think that you would ever potentially, do you think you've got a market where you could go, further than the English-speaking countries? Or, or do you think you are, because of the YouTube people that you've got, that it's not really going to work in, say, France or Germany? Just use them as an example. What, what do you think? Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, I think uh, it's like, in, you know, kind of a tertiary markets, kind of Germany, Netherlands kind of thing, uh, which we do get uh, a certain amount of complaints. People saying, "Why can't we get it on uh, on Amazon?" Or, well, couldn't do that anyway. But why can't yeah, we get it on yeah. iTunes, etc.? I think for us, to be honest, what we found is that I know from you, you said in general, a lot of like Apple is is a is your kind of main platform, mm. um, and they obviously have a, you know they seventy different territories kind of available, yeah, whatever that yeah. you know you can get worldwide with them. Um, but in our data, like our audience, for whatever reason, I just they just askew Apple. They're just not interested no, in that platform see, for whatever I, I, reason. I, yeah, I look, I look this morning, <laughs> funny enough, it's all uh, Google Play and Amazon, literally. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, exactly. I, iTunes is, is a dot. If 
you would like to find out more about Bitmax and ways to distribute and make money out of your content, visit us at www.bitmax.net or send us an email to sales at bitmax.net.